0: coast, boys, the playground of the oh,
1: you know how we do. Host, and Welcome back. Another episode of the Best Coast Boys Podcast. I am your host, Landon McCool. You can find me here and on Twitter at McCoolBCB. And also on the Locked On Cowboys Podcast with my co-host, Marcus Mosier. And I am joined, as always, with my co-host and partner in crime for what is going to be an epic weekend, John. Just absolutely an epic weekend to end all weekends uh, John Owning, John, say what's up to the people and, and and try to describe the contours of your excitement at this point. Can't wait. <laughs> can't wait, Bart Scott. You can't wait. <laughs> yes, can't wait.
0: But uh, you guys know where to find me at on Twitter at John Owning, J O H N O W N I N G. Make sure you guys check out my work at the Dallas Morning News. Had my last my final mock draft go up to uh, Wednesday morning. And then I will provide instant analysis off the Cowboys' picks on Friday. Saturday, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing on those picks. I think we're just going to be picking and choosing based on the level of interest from the readers and the and the players. And we're going to go off that, so we'll see. But yeah, really excited for this weekend. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be busy, but I can't wait.
1: We got the draft. We've got end game. We've got the Battle of Winterfell. It is... A uh, an action packed weekend to say the least. We are here. A lot of deaths. We're gonna see a lot of deaths. <laughs> and this week. and we're
0: gonna see a lot
1: of. I can't die. wait to see who the first person is to die on that draft stage in Nashville. I am <laughs> super excited uh, to see who who. who and that'd be great if they had like all the different draft not like all the first round picks had to fight the ma- zombie mountain. Uh, just like yeah. as, a, as a you know like. Uh, you know, this is a beat in to the NFL. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, Quinton has a chance, but Kyler might die from getting, again, Dalton Reisner up. is the only one that's, that's going to be doing anything. Um, <laughs> so, t- you know, obviously with, with tomorrow is the draft. Uh, the Cowboys probably, but who knows, won't be picking on Thursday, but, uh, we figured that this was kind of our, our last shot to kind of get at you guys and, and talk a little bit, final thoughts with the draft, uh, before we get in there. Um, and this is going to be kind of just a, a, an open discussion where we don't really have a, a, a strict you know script to go off of we just wanted to have some you know final draft thoughts in here so um, John let's get to it shall we yes sir so uh, you know obviously I think we should start the conversation and where we start with our picks in the second round 58 Um you know, there's been uh, this. This is the week. <laughs> I keep, I keep posting that tweet. Yeah, that so tweet I of of guys, confused. don't forget. Of don't forget that this is the lying season. And then also, guys, it's certain that this is this information is true. You know, it's it's we always forget, and it's like you know, we always completely are are simultaneously, um, you know, warning everybody about the lying season, the smoke season. Uh, that happens the week before the draft, but at the same time we are also still completely freaking out with every draft rumor that we see. Uh, anything that comes across the the, the teletype is uh, is greeted with open arms and and fully believed, and it's it's just it's just I love the hype around it. It's it's funny, but as we get into the last few days, um, let's come up with kind of a short list of guys who you feel like you know are realistic to be there and are realistic to be chosen from the Cowboys. I mean, I think we've all seen kind of the uh the Juan Thornhills selected though. I don't I don't even know how realistic that is anymore. Yeah, he it seems like Seattle. Yeah, and, and with that trade of Frank Clark, it, you know, it kind of puts them more into range to to kind of to potentially get, you know, get him and then still also draft another guy they like. So um you know, I think that you and I both agree that the guy uh, that we would like to fall there at 58 is is Taylor Rapp. I mean, I think, you know, that's as far as guys that potentially could make it that far. Um, I, I think that, you know, at least that's where I, I feel like hopefully the best case scenario mm-hmm. would be. Um, what What's your thought process on, on uh, some other guys who fall there that, that you have interest in and, and you know... Talk about any, anyone at 58 that you feel like you, you desperately do not want the Cowboys to take.
0: Well, if there's, a, if there's one... I was telling you guys on the DMs that there's one guy I desperately do not, not want to take, Jalen Ferguson. Almost to the point where I'd be almost okay with anybody else besides Jalen Ferguson. Because it just means that the Cowboys didn't choose Jalen Ferguson with number 58. I just really hate that value there, especially given the fact that there's going to be edge rushers available at that point that I have much, much higher grades on and that I think are much, much better fits in this defense and could provide much, much more productivity and a positive effect on this defense. But outside of that, guys who I like, like you said, Taylor Rapp is a guy I really like. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I think, is a guy who has an outside chance to get there. Really love his versatility to play in the slot and in the box and also line up deep. All of those guys. There's been some rumors that the Cowboys could like him outside, but I just don't see that with his lack of arm length and his lack of lack of size, really, that they value on the outside. But I really think he can provide that slot value for you, that in-the-box value, and he can be, give you give them that interchangeability at free safety so that they can disguise, disguise coverages a little bit. And then outside of that, a couple guys, one guy I really like on the defensive line that we talked about at nauseam is Zach yep. Allen from Boston College. I really think he's a guy who could step in and really give them a really give a good effect as a pass rusher and sub packages from the under tackle position i think the cowboys are honestly looking for him to play defensive end in base just because he's a he's a really good uh run defender on the edge he sets a strong edge his first step is quick enough that he can penetrate with that quick swim move or chop swim move those are all good things and then i think a guy that i've heard a lot of guys talk about 58 that i would like better as a if the Cowboys trade it back, maybe 10 spots. is Tristan Hill from UCF. Yep. Guy who is a perfect fit in Mer- Rod Marinelli's scheme to be a three-tech. And he gives them value at one technique as well. Super good at penetrating. Has, has a, a outstanding first step. When he plays with, pad, with the correct pad level, he has really excellent, outstanding power at the point of attack. The problem is his pad level just swells too much. And that narrows his base and causes him to get... This plays a little bit too often, which worries me a little bit. Which is why I'd be more comfortable with a short, with a small trade down for
1: him. What do you think about? You know, it feels like as we've gotten closer and closer to the the draft, the idea of taking a, a, an offensive player has kind of fallen out the window at this point. It's guys like Debo Samuel, the, who who you know came in for a visit, and oh, you know man. they they it, it seems like a, is a player worthy a, a, of a choice at fifty eight. It feels like some of these guys have kind of fallen off the wayside. I know also we were talking about tight ends early on. And then, you know, obviously the addition of Jason Witten seemed to taper that, that kind of discussion off as well. Do you think that, that you know those discussions are still tapered off in those war rooms as well? Or, or, or is this just the media kind of reacting to the whims of, of offseason acquisitions as they come?
0: I think it's that. I really think it's the uh, reacting to the whims of the off season. You know, I really think, especially the three guys, three guys specifically that they brought in: and Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, and not Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Hall, and um, and um, and Nicole Hardman. I really like those three guys in the at either Debo Samuel at fifty eight or Emmanuel Hall. And McCall Hartman at number 90, I think they give you the... I think especially Debo Samuel at 58 has enough value because he can play inside and outside, and his ability to play both spots will give you the opportunity to get him enough snaps to justify that pick, in my opinion. And then at number 90, I think McCole Hardman can be a Tavon – not a Tavon Austin, a Randall Cobb replacement in a year. Give him a year worth of seasoning. He still needs uh, some development with his route running. But just the speed and explosiveness is something that you can really use on the Cowboys offense, and he could almost provide what both Cobb and Tavon Austin combined can do in the offense. He can kind of do both of their jobs. And then Emmanuel Hall, I just like him because he's just – i think charles mcdonald said it great in his article today he's the go route god yeah. just his ability to stretch the defense would be invaluable to opening up the intermediate for the jason Witten's and the amari coopers and they can even stretch the field down both both outside with michael gallup and him because we saw that michael gallup has shown the ability to get open on vertical routes.
1: what if a guy like irv smith were to fall in the in the round do you think the cowboys would have any interest in, in picking up a tight end still at this point if he fell to them oh man i
0: think he would i don't i doubt uh, that he falls that far. i love but... the player yeah i love the player i love the player it's just it's i think you could talk me into it because he i think he's such an upgrade over both blake jarwin and dalton schultz that you can justify giving him enough snaps to pick him at number mm-hmm. 58 and the fact that jason Wynn's probably only back for one year you could justify yeah. that but he is only guy you could pop maybe talk me into jay sternberger at number 90 you could talk me into it, but those are really the only only two guys I really have my eyes on. I wouldn't really want Dawson Knox unless you got him past round four, round five. I just think he's a little bit too raw, and I think he's too similar to what Blake Jarwin already is at the So
1: point. let's talk about 90 since you mentioned it. So once we get to 90, and, and you know, obviously what happens at 58 is going to be in play here at 90, right? So if you end up getting a defensive lineman at 58, then uh, obviously... Uh, it frees you up a little bit more at ninety, but where where do you feel like in, in you know the mock drafts you've done and, and and some of the other mock draft machine simulations that you've done and that sort of thing, where do you feel like the sweet spot is at ninety? Like when you get there, there are definitely times when I'm doing it that I feel like I get to ninety and I'm like, I don't really love any of these <laughs> any of these choices, mm-hmm. um, but but there yeah. are times when I when I get there and I'm okay. But where do you feel like the the sweet positional sweet spot is and and where do you think it's treacherous to try to wait for a player uh, at 90
0: honestly i think the best position is this position that everybody like you said with before that the media has been off of and that's a wide receiver i think there's going to be a ton of a lot of really good wide receivers available at number 90 um, outside of that, there's not really a position. There's more of just specific players who could be available. Yeah. Like an Anthony Nelson is a guy I would really like yeah. there. A Joe Juan Williams is a guy I would really like there. You know, those type of guys. Maybe I, personally, I don't know what the Cowboys would do, but I would love a guy like a Monty Hooker from Iowa there yeah. if you didn't get your safety at number 58. Those are all the types of guys that I could get, would be okay with. Jay Sternberger for Texas A&M as a tight end, I, I would be okay
1: with. How early do you start f- considering running backs in your opinion
0: day three i don't just the 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 value of a running back by it's a starting running back by itself is depressed in this day and age in the nfl and you can find a lot of talent on day three but now you're looking for a backup running back i just can't justify picking that in the top 100 in my opinion i think that's a day three pick and i and the thing is i think there's going to be a lot of talent there so i'm not worried about missing out on somebody in the top 100 picks
1: so, Atlas, we, you mentioned day three, and I think we, we could get into there. To me, I, I agree with you that for 128 and 136, yes. I think 128, you get your a good, solid choice of, of running backs that, that are available, usually in the Sims, and we'll see how it actually ends up playing out. Um, but th- those usually end up being uh, – a good spot for for getting good value, you know, for for at the position. So I like four one one twenty eight as a running back spot. What you do you agree there? Yeah,
0: totally agree. I think you can get a lot of really good talent there. Guys like Justice Hill, you know, guys like Rodney Anderson, Bryce Love. Maybe one of the guys that we really like drops. I I really like personally David Montgomery from Ohio State. He ran slow, so there's a the potential that he falls. It to sounds a like the Cowboys like, like him we, too, actually. Yeah, Damian Harris is another guy who could fall. I mean, everybody's kind of penciled him in the top 100, but he doesn't really have a defining trait that would justify picking
1: him that high, in my opinion. You know, so maybe he drops to the fourth round. And uh, the fifth round, the the Cowboys you know i feel like they will be looking for you know, they have a 5th and a 7th round pick so so i think you know they may start reaching for some of these uh you know priority free agent types unless someone falls to them in the 5th um you know even as early as the 5th round um i you know i've been seeing a lot of of opportunity I've been trying to find a developmental offensive lineman in this area. I, I kind of like either that 4 thirty six or uh, a fifth round pick for getting a guy like Tyler Romer or just one of these uh un, you know needing to be developed offensive tackles that you could pick that down here and then just you know put on your team and hope for the best. Um, any kind of guidance there on, on what, what you like in the fifth round or players that you particularly might be looking out for around there?
0: Yeah, two receivers I really like. I mean that's the theme. I feel like there's, there's just so many of them yeah. at every spot. Is Hunter Renfro and Jalen Hurd. I think both guys could provide value for you in the future and immediately on special teams. We've talked in the thing we think Jalen Hurd could possibly replace maybe a Noah Brown on the team. His refinements can you can even line him up at running back on occasion if you wanted to. I mean, I think which Lance Zerline yeah. talked about that today. He tweeted that. I think that's definitely an avenue that i could see a team like the cowboys utilizing um and then Hunter renfro i just think he's solid everywhere runs really good routes he's going to be a guy that's going to play in the league for a long time he just gets open he understands how to use his physical traits he runs with nuance he understands how to attack leverage he has solid hands he didn't return much in college but at the senior bowl he proved that he had really really good feel for uh receiving punt return so you know how the Cowboys are worried about giving Tavon Austin and guys uh, punts down below the 20-yard line and below. Uh, Hunter Renfro could kind of take over Cole Beasley's job in that area. Those are two guys that I really like.
1: And then finally, the seventh round, again, is more just guys that they want to not battle with the priority free agency, right? They're going to draft them before they get into that opportunity where they become uh, open to the rest of the market. Um uh, yeah, I would not be surprised to see them draft linebackers here. I mean, they, they've drafted a the linebacker every year, even now when yeah. they have as much linebacker depth as they probably have ever had in their history. Um, they they would not be surprising to see them draft a, a, a guy to come in and play some special teams or, or do something for them. They've looked at a couple different guys, including uh, Dre Greenlaw from uh, from uh, Arkansas, Arkansas and then uh, Cole Holcomb from uh, North Carolina. Oh, God, I always... <laughs> I, I want to say NC. I keep wanting to say NC State for a for some reason, but
0: well, that is that is the better college.
1: The football college. <laughs> wow, shots fired. Um, so I, I think you know those are guys to watch out for for sure. Um, and then obviously you know any other guys at positions that they may think uh, that they like that, that we may not be aware of. You know th- th- these are always shots in the dark because they may have their eyes on guys that we have little information about or you know they are very actively hiding their interest in so that they can get them in the seventh round so lots of surprises here but any particular position guesses or guys that you you think uh could be in play here
0: yeah i think linebacker i think you can grab maybe a cornerback like chris westry from kentucky one of yeah. those long cornerbacks that has speed and has traits Guys like that, they're just going to be hunting for traits and guys who they think will get have a lot of activity and undrafted. Formation. Yeah,
1: Chris Shar went, went to Kentucky to work out uh, uh, Westry, so Absolutely. I think there's yeah. definitely potentially some interest there. So, um, you know, last thing before we go, you know, there's been talk according to uh, dad of the show, Mike Fisher. Um, he uh, was reported this morning that, uh, that that he they expect some teams to call about uh, Taco Charlton. Uh, for a potential trade. Um, I, I don't know what the market is at this point for a Taco Charlton. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, I would assume a day three Uh, pick. Yeah, I I would... Just
0: s- given this time is this time of year is where they value picks the most and value players the yeah. least. Yeah,
1: so I imagine something like that. I mean, I was hoping at the best, maybe a third-round pick, but I doubt it, man. I mean, mm-hmm. good starters getting traded for third-round picks yeah, nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. I mean, maybe they get their sixth round pick back or something, or maybe another fourth. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I mean, we'll see. But
0: I, It does seem like a change of scenery would be best for Taco, though, the way just I the just vibe are getting from him and I from the I just don't team. know where his
1: position is on the team at this point, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel more confidence in Marcus Armstrong getting snaps next year.
0: Especially if the Cowboys draft a defensive end in the top 100. I mean, that, if that
1: happens, I think that's – not a good sign for Taco. I keep calling him Marcus Armstrong. It was Doran Armstrong. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, <laughs> if they draft another defensive lineman, I mean, I don't know how Taco makes a team. Like, just in a numbers mm-hmm. game, you know? It's like, if he's not going to provide you anything as a guy who can kick inside, then I don't know how much of a place there is on this team for the guy at this point. So, I guess that news doesn't really surprise me, but it's it was, I thought, newsworthy. So, uh, any other predictions or anything for the draft coming up? I mean, it's it's going to be a wild one, it feels like. Even Thursday night, even though we're not involved, it should be fun to watch, to say the least.
0: One guy to watch in the fourth round is Kansas defensive tackle uh, Daniel Wise. They brought him in for a Dallas Day visit. He's a guy that they really like. Will McClay has connections to his dad. I know that the Cowboys have interest in him, so be that's a name to be mindful of in their third and
1: fourth that's round. It's a good one to keep in mind. Uh, all right, guys, that's it for us. Shorty but sweetie, uh, but hopefully you'll enjoy the draft. You'll enjoy some uh, in-game. Uh, your favorite characters will survive the, uh, the the this next Game of Thrones episode. Uh, and uh, you'll have a great weekend. And if not, uh, please write John and complain to him. and It's uh, add John on <laughs> the him. So uh, you can always hit him up with all your complaints. Um, guys, make sure you follow all of us, though, uh, at McCoolBCB, at John Owning, at Best Coast Boys with a Z at the end. Special thanks, as always, to Mike Fisher uh, at Fish Spor- Sports. Catch us all on Cowboys 247. That's 247sports.com forward slash NFL forward slash Dallas dash Cowboys. And you can always catch us on the Anchor app and on iTunes, and the uh, iPod- Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars, please. Don't, Don't be hair. Hair. As, as you as know, John will choke you out. He's been learning a whole bunch of series of new holds uh, oh, in yes. which to um, choke the life out of you if you do not leave the five star. So please do not let him, please do not provide him an opportunity to practice those moves. <laughs> um, enjoy the draft guys. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We'll probably have something shortly after the draft. Uh, just kind of a quick review, right? At some point, but just be on the lookout for us. And uh, until next time, happy trails, everybody.